Blog Talk Radio. 2016 has been one calamity after another. And while it will be remembered for the giant calamity we all just witnessed, we shouldn't lose sight of the other multiple ways this has been a shitty year. If we could erase 2016 off the calendar, we'd be perfectly good with me. Pretty rotten year. I think most people would, would admit that. It totally blew. It was awful. This world is feeling scarier. It's feeling a little colder. For EU, it was a really crap year. The whole Brexit was kind of a mess. Just a lot of like hatred to a lot of groups. I think I think that's like been the staple of this year. Syrian refugee crisis, pretty terrible. Lots of uh, sexism being very blatant. I think it's absolutely disgusting what the city of Flint did to this president. The New York Jets suck. The Yankees missed the playoffs. I didn't like Kevin Durant going to um <laughs> going to Golden <Gona> State. <laughs> that was a chicken shit move. Some asshole stole my watch in Miami. I got broken up with, and I was pretty shitty. I had a girlfriend for three and a half years. She broke up with me about two months ago. My landlord is a piece of shit. I met Bruce Willis here like a week ago, and I asked him for a picture, and he said no, so that made me feel bad. My son is hitting puberty, and he's been a real pain in the ass. I got um, all mold of my dog on my birthday, so that was like a cherry on top of like a shitty year. Men of blood. Never forget Harambe. If Harambe's out there listening, he took shots for us. We should take shots for him. Too many deaths. Prince. Prince, my man. I miss Prince. Prince, I mean, that was just... I think the worst is the David Bowie's death. David Bowie. What the fuck? Bowie? That was my big one. Five dog, man. Come on, man. Shout out to, to Q-Tip, man. Tribe Called Quest. I grew up on that. That was one of the biggest. What he represents for black people in America, that's a huge deal for me. Oh, like a butterfly, sing like a bee. Oh, God. Gene Wilder. Alan Rickman. Fucking Snape, dude. Oh, yeah. 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 This year did suck. Fuck 2016. Fuck you, 2016. Fuck you, 2016. Fuck 2016. Fuck you, 2016. Bad year. Shit year. 2016. For you. Fuck 2016. Fuck it a lot. Fuck 2016. And fuck Donald Trump. Fuck 2016. CNN will let me say this. I'm Yuzi, but get fuck 2016. Fuck Perspective, and I am the head hauntress, 
Yes, we know. 2016. What the fuck has been going on this year? We were saying this last year. 2015. What the fuck's going on? But the shitstorm kept rolling. But let's polish this turd, ladies and gentlemen, because ironically, as bad and as shitty as a lot of things happen, personally, in the world, all over the place, the Sexy Witches had a pretty good fucking season. We had a lot of really amazing things happen, and there was still some fun things to do, and things to see, and people to talk to, things to watch with our eyeballs, things to listen with our ears, out of anything has no uh, has a silver lining in all of 2016. I have never seen more people engaged in the civic process in my life. So there are some silver linings to 2016. So let's talk about them tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. And let me bring on my sexy witches. Doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles. Wild geese that fly with a moon on their wings. These are a few of my favorite things. Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes. Snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes. Silver white winters that melt into spring. All right, my first sexy witch. She resides in. Clifton, Forge, Virginia, and a regular on the East Coast Horror Con circuit. Recently, she went to Walker Soccer in Atlanta, so we'll have her do a quick recap of that right now. Just a few seconds. I, I don't know what the hell that, that sound one. is. <laughs> but I don't know what that sound was, but let me tell her, let me get back to my girl, my sexy witch here, because not only is she a horror fan, she's also a uh, professed fan of the Marvel Universe, so she's into everything. Look for her in film and television, including Plan 9 from Outer Space Remake. Please welcome to our show, the sexy porn witch, Erin Marie. How you doing, sweetie? It's been almost a month since we've spoke. Yes, it has. <laughs> oh, how are you doing? Ah, oh, crazy. I'm insane. Crazy, insane. But we have a, a show to get all. I think we're all out, a little so. mad here. Yeah, we mad are here. all a little mad here, especially <laughs> after that last night's Westworld episode or Sunday's episode. Oh my God! But we'll talk about that a little bit down the road. So I got more sexy witches to bring on. So, girl, real quick though. Tell me how Walker Stalker was in Atlanta. I thought I covered that already. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, didn't we do that? No, because our show did, was Did we not? Yes. You, you gave a preview, uh, but you didn't say, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Well, our last uh, show was before uh, Halloween. <laughs> so, uh, no, no. We, give us a quick recap. How was it this year? No, we had the ha- – I mean, wasn't the Halloween episode, like, the week after Halloween? It was, like, November no. 3rd or 4th or something? No. Really? No. No? Yeah, no. It was definitely before. Fight. Fight. <laughs> Get your shit together. Uh, I can, I can My shit's it. not together. <laughs> no, apparently no, not. No, like, seri- Sorry, no. like, seriously, <laughs> you're, you're expecting me to remember things from a month ago. I can't remember last night. What are you talking about? All right, all right. All right well, hold on, hold on up here. Hold on to your recap. You're Introduce not Queenie. We'll talk about Walker Stalker. Yeah. Me? You're not off the hook at all. I don't all. even you're, you're gonna. I'm going to make you lead off the segment. So you're, you're off the hook. Yes, ma'am. So be, 
All right. Hold on, Erin. All right. So let's bring on my other sexy witch, and uh, let's let's bring on some music. This was one of my favorite things this year. That's Radiohead, Burn the Witch from Moonshape Pool. Love that album. Loved it this year. Loved the videos, which some of them were directed by, one of them was directed by Ben Wheatley, who directed High Rise this year. Uh, so uh, this absolutely wonderful. And, of course, it takes place on uh, it's a, a, the Wicker Man tribute. So perfect for Queenie. Ooh. So let me bring her on. So welcome, Sexy Witch from Seattle, Washington. She's a writer from Living Dead Magazine, aspiring filmmaker, published author. She's also a horror film great to the extreme, and I mean extreme video nasty type horror. She's also a regular participant in live action role play. Look for her wolfy attitude and personal writings on her popular blogs and her YouTube channel. Please welcome to the show the Sexy Were Witch, Queenie Todd. How you doing? Hi. What's your name? Hello. <laughs> Hello. All right. Oh, How's it going? Girl. Oh, right. How's your calm before this shit storm been? Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Maybe we live in interesting times. <laughs> oh, it. But you know that is a curse, not me. a blessing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's totally a curse. <laughs> anyway, so, so uh, have you done anything cool since you since the last since Halloween? Um, I opened a shop. I opened a little. I okay. something from the shop. A little witchy shop, like true witchy shop, you know, our hardcore with like herbs and shit. And I also got bones uh-huh. and uh, you know yeah. some weird things that I'm making. Yeah. So I yeah. Uh, wait, you, was it Meryl Minded Crafts? And we talked about it yep. on the last episode. So she has mm-hmm. an Etsy page. And and where can you find your Etsy page for your new shop? It's a store and V shop. But yeah, um, I have like, oh, a Oh, I'm sorry. Page I did that last time, okay. too. I so <laughs> bad. Same thing, I'm right? sorry. Uh, I know. My loop. I'm in kind of my, my loop is just. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Get it together, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like I got I got a store envy shop, so it's okay. like you know, uh, Marrow Minded Crafts at storeenvy.com. Um, I have a Facebook page, Marrow Minded Crafts. You know, you can come watch me post cool art things, and you know, not just my own art, but I like to promote other people. You know, because we're all in this together. So, so fabulous. So I am so glad you're doing that, and I know you've gotten a decent response because I've seen some people show off their stuff that they've bought from you. So, hooray. Yeah. So, it makes me blush. Let's, let's, like, oh, let's see if we can support small business. And when we're talking small, yeah. we're talking a single person. Support that person. Mm-hmm. So, we, yes. Yeah, so, help out Queenie. So, all right. So, Thank we you. are actually not alone tonight, Sexy Witches. We do have our regular correspondence. There's going to be no guests tonight, but we are, do have our regular correspondence. And I want to bring them on, too. First yep. of all, this, we're going to talk about our sexy vampire witch of the north. She's an actress and a model located in upstate New York. Look for her for her media conventions back east and at photo shoots on social media. And also one of the few of my favorite things was asking her to be on season two of Sexy Witches. 
Please welcome to the show, Bonnie Napsaroni. How are you doing, baby? Yay! Uh, I'm doing fantastic because I'm half lit already, so I'm halfway to heaven. But oh, how are you guys doing? You guys are doing awesome. It is the season for being lit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm uh, drinking. Oh, yeah. I've got like, I'm I'm totally redneck here. This is so fantastic. I have, I just finished a yingling in a can. Now I've moved on to the PBR. So. All right. Just don't wear any uh, glasses. That's like when I take a break from beer, I have these. Then I'll go back. Because if I do IPA all night, I'm like devastated. I love it. But I'll help you. Dead. One day, body. One day we're gonna meet. It's gonna be glorious. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't just buy like a I can't buy like a normal IPA, you know, that's like a four seven or something. I am always going after the doubles and shit. I'm like fucking limbo. Plus there's a goddamn skeleton on it. It's in my belly now. And then like I have like four of those because for some reason when I drink them and I drunk faster, I want to drink more. I don't know why, but I just want to drink more and more, and I just get so so sick. So I will just sip on my PBR. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I am the responsible doing, thing to do. Yes. I'm doing yes. a haunting special. Responsible so. podcasting. Uh, speaking of which, I am are popping off my haunting special right now. <laughs> I am pouring myself a coffee and I am filling up it with Kahlua and I'm doing this right on air as we're talking. So here we go. Yeah. Which is and, and, and Aaron called it the Hauntress special first, by the way, Aaron Marie. Ooh, yeah. So, um, all right, and we have one more, but he's not a witch; he's a warlock, but the same difference. But let me bring on our final correspondent. He's on the west coast in L.A. Um, and uh, he's uh, played pirates and Shakespeare plays, and he's worked at Medieval Times. He's the biggest friggin' Disney geek I know, and he was up already in the middle of the night getting a Moana pin for somebody. I don't even think he was getting it for himself. He was getting it for somebody else. And, no, uh, no, please no, no, Moana pin for someone else I'm getting the Star Wars for me. Oh, <laughs> I see. see. Oh, all right. So please welcome oh. back to the show my sexy warlock of Orange County, my cousin Aaron Kogan. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. Good evening, witches. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hey, babe. party. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're all here. So you 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 did some amazing life. things in the last month. We did talk you uh, last time we talked to you. You did talk about Elvira and you saw her at Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, yes. And I think you also mentioned you went to the Harry Potter and you saw that and you were impressed and all that. And uh, uh, so yeah, you but, went to. Go ahead. I was just gonna say yeah, but the the. Granted them all, even rivaling Comic-Con, which, if you know me, that is a bold motherfucking statement. But Guillermo del Toro's At Home with that's, Monsters was amazing. Uh, that, that's what I want. Yeah, that's green jello over here. <laughs> totally lime green jello so, I am. So I <laughs> would you say that is yeah. one of the few Four of your favorite ladies. things this year, Aaron? <laughs> I would say Aaron? it is... It rivals the best installations I've seen at any museum. Uh, there was I, mm-hmm. I'm a, a huge fan of Rene Magritte, and they did uh, a, an exhibit of him and his contemporaries. Well, contemporaries and um, others 
uh, in surrealism, even though he's not really a surrealist. And that was kind of freaking amazing because, you know, pretty much my favorite artist. But this even blew that away. Um, if you, you know about Guillermo, that's a, that's, he's... That's a pretty tall order because Rene Marguerite's one yeah, of my favorite no, no. artists, too. Yeah, it, was, it was insane. Um, Guillermo del Toro owns a house in L.A., where he puts all his cool-ass shit, yo, and he calls it Bleak House after uh, the novel of the same name by one of his favorite authors, and the installation was set up kind of like how Bleak House is described, with nooks and crannings and passageways you can follow that trail off into weird, interesting things, and boy, howdy, does he have some interesting things. I Not only from his own personal collection, uh, things from his own movies, things that have inspired him, but he also pulled artworks from the Los Angeles County Museum of Art to exhibit. And uh, honestly, uh, it was just hog heaven for me. Uh, lots of Disney. I saw an original Mary Blair, one of the best uh, pre-production artists that Disney ever had. I saw pre-production work of hers, of the Headless Horseman, my Ooh. favorite Disney villain, and I'd never seen that piece before. It's not in any book I've ever seen. So there was lots of stuff like that. Um, Guillermo commissioned this amazing artist who did life-size 3D, more than mannequins, uh, almost living sculptures of Edgar Allan Poe, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, uh, Boris Karloff getting into his uh, the creature, the monster makeup, just amazing stuff everywhere you turn. Wow! And sexy witches. Amazing. He just he just interacts with everybody. He's so busy and he knows everyone, and he is so down to earth and like curious about everybody else's art. He is not stuck up at all, and he's always. Networking for, like, the best reasons, to really just get together and help each other put out their art. He's fucking fantastic. If you were to make a a list of the films... It would be a bucket list song for me. A hug. Just give him a hug. Mm. Uh Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Bucket list, too. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Aaron. (laughs) We can all go together. I've got a couple of bucket lists on the West Coast. You could shove a team of oxen in their trash if you were to drop a list of all the films he's had a hand in. You'll be watching something, especially animated, it seems to me, and all of a sudden you create a consultant, Guillermo del Toro. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, he's just amazing. I love him for that. I love him for that. I really do. You know, I think it comes from being from you know the the Mexican government is one of the last governments in the world that still subsidizes all film that comes out of that country, and I think that's where he gets his influence from that way. Yeah. So, uh, awesome. you know, yeah, I have some update about that, Aaron, about the about the exhibit. They did announce it's going to go on tour, so <laughs> it's coming to the East Coast. Haven't announced oh. when. Really? I'm touching I'm guessing. It, I'm it guessing just makes me wonder how they're going to set it up. What do you want? 
<laughs> it's probably going to be Boston. That's my guess. Because that's what the Lord of the Rings will exhibit in. Maybe New York, but I bet you it's going to be Boston that will hit the exhibit. Uh, I, uh, that's my running bet right now. What should we bet on that? A shot? I also have some more geeky news I wanted to bring up at the top of the hour before we move on to more stuff. Um, so this is a courtesy of Dark Discussions podcast, which is the podcast I was associated with this summer. Uh, I helped them with the Scares at Cares panel on the 200th anniversary or 400th anniversary of Frankenstein. Uh, and so once again, that was one of my favorite things this year. Thank you very much, Dark Discussions podcast, and especially Michael Darwin. Um, Michael Doherty has been tapped to write the next Godzilla sequel. Uh, so he's writing a script Ooh. right now. Michael Doherty of Trick or Treat and Krampus fame. And I'm, I'm processing so that. that. I'm that. Yeah. Hmm. The only yeah, part yeah, of it that but, makes sense to me is the merchandising. He's fantastic at well, the fucking shit. Merchandising, merchandising. Yeah, merchandise. Get your merchandise. Well, Godzilla onesie, <laughs> damn it. So, <laughs> so when he turns that <laughs> onesie, he, could be cool. So, could be cool. Supposedly he's locked in for the script for sure, but if they like the script wow. enough, they are going to offer him the director's chair too. So we'll see. So well, uh, that's kind of big news. I feel a little mixed, but at the same time, I love Kaiju so much, and Michael Doherty knows genre better than anybody I've seen in the last few years. Uh, you know, when mm. it comes to, I know that Aaron Marie didn't like Krampus, but I loved Krampus. No, I didn't. And she, mm. And, I know, and trick I have such mixed feelings yeah, about that one. I wanted I to did. love it. I did. I really I, wanted to, but I just couldn't. I felt that it, you know, like having said about like the merchandising that he does, and like, you know, all these little clever characters that are popping out of the bags and stuff, and they're all CG. You know, it's like it went from like this and not just really CG. Awesome, they looked it, really terrible and cheesy. It was just bad. Well, um, actually, what a work it was like the best at the, the beginning. <laughs> I thought the first 30 minutes were like the best thing since like, I don't know. It was kind of like um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation crossed with like um, a Christmas story, you know? Oh, mm. pretty cool. But I want to say the, cramp, the actual Krampus costume at the end of the film is actually completely practical. I've seen pictures of it. My friend mm-hmm. John Hazel yeah. went to New York Comic Con and it was there. So that part, the end of the film, which I actually thought, I, I'm one of the few people that thought the end was brilliant. I totally got oh, it. Oh, the end but, end. Well, the end end was yeah. fucking awesome, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I dug that a lot. So, uh, and that, that no, was all wet a workshop. That. All the, you know, what was that? <laughs> that was a weird one. Who's there? Oh, I'm so alone. I'm scared. Okay, <laughs> let's get back on this. What? But anyway. She's hearing things. I mean, I think it's me. I am totally hearing things. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> anyway. Just, just drink well, your Kahlua, doll. Drink your Kahlua, and I'll brush your hair. All right. I'm going <laughs> to play some music to get rid of the demons. All right, and that's We the People by Tribe Called Quest. Shout out once again. Q-Tip died this year, but... It inspired the other two on what I call Quest to make a new album, which is now number one. It's one of the biggest albums of the year, and it'll probably be up there with Beyonce's Lemonade at the uh, Grammys at the end of the year. So we'll see. Um, I actually thought it was pretty freaking good, so I'm pretty surprised. Um, 
Oh, well, Aaron, I think we lost Aaron. Aaron's still on. Um, hold on just a second, lady. Um, uh, Aaron, uh, uh, Bonnie, hmm. come, what is your favorite uh, website that you've been using this year to access horror? Um, I don't know. Um, I hop all over the place. I tend to not stay in one spot. I mean, I'll dabble on Bloody Disgusting. I'll dabble even on Rue Morgue because they're, they have more and more articles on. I've actually been on Rue Morgue a lot this year because um, of the staff that they've picked up. And, um, oh, God, it's eluding me. Who's, who's the little, who's the awesome icon of horror, little writer guy that got let go from Fangoria this year? He's amazing. Oh, my God. Anyway. All right. I think I like, got he, Aaron he, back he's on. Been writing, he's been writing. I'm here. Everybody. Hey. Ooh, everybody's hey. here. I was, yeah, I was so. making Bonnie hold the whole, the whole show while I was fixing it. Oh. And we got a caller in. <laughs> uh, so, five. 541 area code, you're on with the sexy witches. How you doing? Hello? Hello? 541 area code, 645-6228. You're on with the sexy witches. No? All well, right, now we well, can maybe call you. Maybe they're just No, sleeping. we'll call you. We know your number. Hello, <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello. hello. I don't, do you like it? I don't mind them creeping, but they should announce themselves, you know? I know. But 541... <sighs> Wait a you minute. can at least like it's breathe cleaning, heavy for cleaning. us or something, you know, like. Well, cleaning. Hold on, girl. And then girl, I'm gonna girl, take girl, off your cleaning, shirt. Cleaning, are you there? Cleaning. I am here. Hello. Why is your your I I have your phone number up twice. I just realized. How are you calling in? Wow. I got at the same out. time. It got, it got kicked, kicked out. Kicked to... me out, and I tried to get in. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm going to hang you up also. We're having technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. Live, tell, live radio, hell yeah. Okay, I'm going to hang you up. I want you to call back in, sweetie, okay? Okay. All right, here you go. Yep. All right. There she goes. Well, one more. And it's not letting me hang her up. It's so weird. Okay, there we go. She's off. So we'll see if she comes back on. Oh, the music was perfect. Okay, so... um. Uh, Aaron's on the West Coast. Uh, why don't you yeah. tell us any, what was your favorite websites or blogs you were using to access your pop culture and your geekdom this year? Uh, Nerdist is still really good, of course. Um, the many-headed Hydra that Chris Hardwick started uh, keeps me up to date pretty well. Uh Honestly, Facebook. I, I I now belong to mm-hmm. so many geek groups. There's always something popping up in my feed. Uh, I, I like power. Yeah. It seems like. Agreed. I think that's one of the, the reasons country. why I didn't have one this year as well that I could think of because everything's on Facebook and everyone's sharing. So it's like awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's how Although, I found all my stuff. I did miss well, but- Carrie Fisher was at the Grove signing last night. Uh, she's got a new book out, The Princess Diarist, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just crushed that I missed her signing that. And, and that's the one where she admits to the Han Solo affair, right? Exactly right. Now, one review of the book I said I read said it reads like a young adult uh, adventure with all the Star Wars character names mixed into it. I can't wait. Years and years ago, <laughs> she was doing one of the. Um, 
one of the sequels to Postcards from the Edge, and I was getting it signed by her. She was such a doll, and I said, so are are we ever going to get a, a Roman Eccles, a little memory trip down the lane of Star Wars? And she looked at me and said, honey, I don't even remember most of that. And, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I was telling her how much I loved Soap Dish, and it was one of my oh. favorite ensemble comedies of all time. And I was wondering if that and or Star Wars would be anything. And if Soap Dish, she said, yeah, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> You're right. It was well, a really good ensemble comedy. One of my faves. Oh, Kevin Klein is always my, awesome, though. Especially since I grew up on soap was... operas. It was like perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, Aaron Marie, uh, you know, uh, I, I do the same thing. Uh, there, but I actually podcast. I tend to listen when I want more like specific information. I usually actually I, I'm pulling away from blogs more and more. Though I'm still give a shout out when Doc Terror writes, which has been less and less. But he's been writing again, and so read his blog. Doc Terror's blog of horrors is still one of the best ones out there. Um, and uh, but um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Uh, for my film information, uh, uh, obviously one of my favorites of the mainstream is Projection Booth. I, uh, I think Mike White and his kill group is still the p- most on-point blog out there for mainstream movie information. Uh, and I also uh, shout out to Andrew Damon uh, up in uh, up in Canada. Woo-hoo, Canadians rule as Queenie. Queenie, by the way, you're back on. Um, so. Um, Yay! Woo! She's there. Uh, and uh, so, Horror 101, Educating Your Fears, my favorite. They did a fantastic episode about The Fog a couple episodes back, which is an ep- a movie I am not as familiar with as some horror films. And this was really, being that I didn't know as well, and I listened to it, it really gave me a lot of great information about the movie. And help help me understand it. So that was really amazing. Um, and I also wanted to give a shout out. Of course, I gave out Dark Discussions podcast, but I've been listening to two other podcasts recently, not counting the Westworld ones, which I'll talk about in a few minutes when we go into films, but um, TV and stuff. But uh, uh, I've been listening to uh, the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, which my uh, Facebook friend Alan Ricks shout out um, introduced me to, and they're really good. They do a uh, double feature, and they do like two-hour-plus podcasts when they go into detail about the film and everything, and they just did one on Neon Demon. But what really amazed me was their offshoot. They have a spinoff, and it's two girls, and their names are, and they are the Feminine Critique, and they do the same thing. They analyze two geek girls. They are geek girls like us. I found sexy witches that are, uh, and, you know, they talk about the things we like to talk about, they they only get it. Um, they're just confused with high rise as I was, uh, you know. Then you know, and, and so it's a really good. And they also something that I don't have is that they have this obsession with lifetime movies. So uh, I and and it's okay. it's hysterical. Erin uh, um, Marie, do you actually watch lifetime movies? I think you're the only one of us that does, right? Uh. No, I don't have TV. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, and well, I, that's one of us. Like, like every once in a while when I'm at my mom's house. I out with my mother-in-law. And then I yeah. get pissed like, when they're done because I fucking like them. 
I don't remember the Every name. once in a while, a bad Lifetime it. movie is warranted. But. Mm. <laughs> well, lovely. I love my mother-in-law. But I will also so say that Lifetime movie. movies are pretty scarring. You need a lot I of think like about it. It, 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 it's like a horror film for women, right? You know, it is. It really is. Oh my god, there so, was this one. There was this one that really fucked me up. That it was talking about like <laughs> there was this girl who was accusing her dad of raping her in the ass. And the, an older sister, right? And an older sister who had apparently been abused in the same way. And like when she finally got on the stand, she's like, "Cause it's not sex if it's in the butt, right, Dad?" And I'm like, "Oh my God, what the hell am I watching?" Twenty sixteen, nice. Can I tell you what I have on the DVR right now up from Lifetime? Oh, yeah. Seriously. Oh, nice. I Go have Mother May I Sleep with Danger, the remake, <laughs> Tori Spelling, and the remake, I'm not making this up, is supposed to be about lesbian vampires, and I'm really excited to see it. <laughs> I'm not making this I'm up. I'm a lesbian vampires movie? Swear Damn. to God, Mother My mother-in-law and I are going to have deeper talks now. Thank you so much, Erin. I'm done. I absolutely got to have these ladies on the show next season. Matter of fact, I might even have them on the opening show because get this, yesterday, okay, so after I listened to their show, they did this back-to-back episode of the most random two films they could throw together, The Neon Demon and Beaches. And it was like, okay, you're taking more opposites than that, right? But but what's funny is I was up at three in the morning last night and I saw a trailer for the Lifetime Beaches movie remake, which is oh my god, no, starring Adina Menzel. Exactly. Uh, And I'm like, holy shit! So I wrote to them and they're like, they they knew about it, but then they forgot before the show and then they remembered because they saw the trailer after broadcast, right? And so. Uh, it drops in January, so I'm thinking I'm gonna go come on and do a quick recap of it. So, because uh, I just listened to their Beaches episode and it's pretty funny. So, uh, one of them likes it a lot, the other one does not. It's 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 pretty hysterical. Honestly, I'm not a huge Beaches fan, but I understand why there's a lot of women that really love Beaches. But if I want oh to go God. to that, part, I love Beaches. My, yeah, a lot of people do. If I want to cry, <laughs> I watch Beaches. Oh. See, if I could, to me, if beaches I is like the beaches, thing. and then those traveling pants, and then the fried green tomatoes. Actually, no, I liked the fried green tomatoes. But like those kind of movies, I, I, they're not really my cup mm-hmm. of tea. I'm kind of more, too much of a boy. No, so. I, I, but every I once in a while, you need a good <laughs> cathartic cry. You know, just sometimes. I feel bad. I totally yeah, do exactly. And I have beaches and steel magnolias. One out. I got this. Be- beaches and steel magnolias. Steel magnolias, I can do. Yeah. It's an emotional yeah, thing. Yeah, but yeah, I'd rather do dirty dancing and, and rub one out. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Bonnie, Bonnie, this bump, Bonnie. You get me. You get me. Yeah, we have to get those. Or Queenie. All right, ladies, we are going to draw. We are going to talk about 
something else for the next half hour. We, and it's a very important <laughs> thing to talk about because this is not a best of 2016 movies. Just to let you know, even though if we mention film, it's fine. It's going to be on a casual loose basis. We are talking about everything else. So we just talked a little bit about pods and memes and podcasts. By the way, my favorite meme this year, I just want to say, I was in England this year. And, while, and it was my first trip to England, and that was a big deal, and it was amazing. I did all this shit, went to Blackpool, Pleasure Beach. I went to see Stonehenge. I saw everything in London. Oh, my God. So there's this contest going on there, and the winner is Bernie McBoatface. And it was the right. funniest thing. It was the science vessel up there, which is now actually called the Sir David Attenborough, and they wanted the life uh, life uh, boats on it is now called Bernie McBoatface. But it won by a landslide like everyone voted for and i just loved all the wonderful memes it was like really positive and it was really funny i, I just thought voting mcboatface was hysterical and super british and it was kind of neat to be there when it was there thank god it wasn't there a month later because then they had the brexit and everything went to shit so i'm really glad yep. i saw england yeah. right beforehand so, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it was my fault going to England after all these years that they decided they no longer wanted to be part of the world. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, but, but I will tell you, my English trip was amazing. And if I ever get to go back there, I could probably do an entire different trip and not overlap anything I did, even in London. It, it, was, it was the most Eye-opening. I haven't had a trip like that since Alaska, and now I thought I couldn't be, you know, when I finally now can go on these trips and see these things, you know. Uh, my bucket list got massively marked off. So, like, even though there was a lot of shit going down, I actually had a pretty positive year, and I think the Sexy Witches did, too. All three of us yeah. got to go on a press press junket in our second season. Yep of the main core. Bonnie could have gotten a press pass. I had one for her if she wanted to, but she went to Cinema Wasteland, which is awesome because it's Cinema fucking Wasteland. Aaron is always on the ball with his corresponding, and he went to uh, Monster Rama this year. Is that the one they went to this year? Monster Rama, the big one. A makeup convention. Aaron. A Monster Palooza. That's right. Uh, it's fantastic. And I almost so, got on a panel at Comic-Con. I came really close. Fabulous. So there was so there was a lot of good stuff to be had, and I will say I did get to do Days it, of the Dead Atlanta. I did get to do did Days do of the it. Dead Atlanta. So did I. Which you I might miss this my, year. That was my press pass. It was my first mm -hmm. press pass for the show. It was Days of the Dead Atlanta, and I knew a lot of the people down there, so it was like a visiting family, and mm -hmm. you know, they all spoke, so I always knew where they were, which was awesome. <laughs> so. Uh, but I would say I think TV is becoming less and less of distraction. But I will say this year, I don't watch a lot of television. I ended up watching a shit ton of television. So let's talk about television for a little bit, shall we, ladies and gentlemen? Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for talking about being dreadful. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Um, matter of fact, Queenie, I'm going to put on yes. some music. And then I want you okay. to start with Penny Dreadful, Okay. All right, but I'm not gonna play. I'm not playing the theme of Penny Dreadful. Everyone will recognize me in a second. All right, girly. So let's talk about your favorite TV that you saw this year, and you said Penny Dreadful, even with the demise, yeah. was your favorite. I this love year. 
Oh my gosh. I just loved how well it was crafted and I felt so sad when it ended. Cause like the way mm-hmm. it ended was like a slap in the face, just like shutting the door, fucking get out. We're going to clean the whole place out. There's nothing left. You can't stay here. You know, like, I've seen, I've seen, so them, I've seen messier at the ending of, you know, series, but it was sad. Definitely. It's good definitely. right to the end. Like it's super good. Yeah. Like, it's not, me- it's not messy. You can tell that they, they tightened it up a lot and it's the pace is faster and they do a couple jumps, but it still doesn't leave you like fucking lost and all sorts of other shows. You I see. Empty at the end. <laughs> Empty inside. Aww. Yeah, and longing. And it's longing. because oh, John Claire lost everything, and the last thing we felt was what he felt at the end. It was so harsh. Spoiler. So I loved it right up to the end, and I think everyone should watch it because it's so really it's like beautiful. storytelling amazing. Um, cinematography is amazing. Like even the credits just are spellbinding. You know, <laughs> you watch mm-hmm. it, it's like mesmerized. That's the new so thing: good. cinematic credits, right? And these right. models that they make, and then they zoom around the model and have like really dramatic music. It's like all the rage. They're so fantastic. So good. And like personally, her and the asylum are some of my favorite parts because, mm. damn, that's triggering shit. Like it's super intense, and her pain is so real. You know, you just feel her the whole time, and you feel for like the people who take care of her too. So, um, is there anything else besides uh, that we'd like to talk about movie or I mean TV wise that also caught your eye this year? Me? Um, mm, TV wise, I don't watch a lot of TV. Like I'll watch whatever comes yeah. on Netflix and stuff. But I think for me it was Luke Cage. I was watching that. That's really good. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I have that yeah. on the list to talk about. Um, wasn't I like Jessica Jones a whole lot more? I'll be honest with you, but I yeah. thought Luke Cage yep. was pretty fun. Um, so I, I had that on the list. I will say Jessica Jones was actually, even though it technically was the end of last year, we didn't talk about it really until the year after, until um, 2016. I thought Jessica Jones was probably my favorite overall series this year. Maybe Stranger Things is number two. Yeah, but I'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, so. Uh, so what was your favorite thing about Luke Cage, Queenie? Um, I just like the pathos of the show. Like, it's really, you really kind of learn more about black culture than you ever thought you would from a, like, Marvel show, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's amazing. <laughs> they did a lot. Of they really knew what they're doing. Yeah, I love point. I love the music. I love the, yeah. the 70s kind of throwback music. Like the black exploitation, <laughs> I, I yeah, fucking yeah. dig it. The shaft, so the good. shaftness of it all. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, well there's definitely a retro vibe to it, uh, and I was I watching that. it back to back with the um, uh, Grandmaster Flash TV show uh, by Luke Besson. Uh, the Get Down. Oh no, no, it's not Luke Besson. It's the guy. The other guy. I can't think of his name. But anyway, the Get Down. Yeah, and the Get oh. Down was pretty good too. I highly, highly recommend the Get Down. Matter of fact, I liked him more. Yeah, the Get Down was page. fucking great. Boz Lerman, that's his name. Boz Lerman produces it, and he directed the pilot right. episode, which is um, the the it starts out a little slow, but stick with it. And the ending, the final, like the finale of the show, where they finally get to do big Get Down and do the wrap off, is so worth the payoff. <laughs> it really was. It, it was a lot of fun. So I, I look forward to that as well. 
Uh, let's go to, uh, let's see, we started with Queenie, so let me go to Aaron on the West Coast. We're going to do this, a West to East thing. Uh, well, so, uh, Aaron, what was your, what, what, go ahead. You you already mentioned Stranger Things, and we'll talk about that in depth. Same with Westworld, of course. Um, a yeah, lot well, of people have been... do you wanna... Yeah, both of those are on my we... list, too. We can talk about them right now, if you want to. We, yeah. Let's do it. Well, before we do, let me just mention really quickly, Better Call Saul, can't wait for that to come back. Game of Thrones, amazing <gasps> season, amazing, maybe the best season mm-hmm. yet. Um, Can I say, have you guys seen the new posters for season seven, the one with the ice dragon? Yeah. No. There's a fucking oh. ice dragon. The White Walkers have a dragon. Send it to us. Our post that. Yeah. Really? Well, that's fucking awesome. I can't believe you guys missed that poster. It came out like a month that. ago. Oh. Uh, no. We're, we're fucking it. retarded. Uh, I, also I was fucking <laughs> floored. Which makes me which makes me wonder. Which makes me wonder if the White Walkers have an ice dragon, if if there's any truth yeah. to there being a dragon under Winterfell for John. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're like, what's for, what's folklore and what isn't? Because there's magic in this world, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good one. <gasps> so excited. And this I know. Is the, <laughs> that they're gonna they're gonna split it into two. Maybe just wait till right? summer is killing me. <laughs> I am probably the only person in the minority that didn't think that season the season was as good as it could have been. And mm. I actually think the story I think that the Aria segments was which is much more interesting in the books just didn't work at all. Uh, I didn't think that uh, you know the Dannery stuff felt throwaway. A lot of it did for a long time, which was really annoying because Tyrion deserve, deserves much better than that. The one-off episode with Ian McShane was insanely terrible. Oh my god, absolutely worst really? single episode all year. Hated that episode. I it, wow. it, it, Aww. It. <laughs> but okay. he was meant to give that the Hound purpose. Wow. Oh, fuck that. What, what what didn't work for uh, that episode man. for you? You fucking need purpose. Who the fuck needs purpose, man? Hey, okay, hey, first, if yeah, there's anybody well. who's going to like lift somebody up and give somebody a purpose, it's Ian McShane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that your major problem that they I love used him. Ian McShane and threw him away? I love yeah, Ian because McShane. when you've got an actor of Ian McShane's yeah. caliber, like the only people who truly knew how to use him were Deadwood. Give him something fucking to do. He had nothing to do. He gave three grandiose speeches and then he died. That was it. Bullshit. It's not. It's not. That is not how you. Well, at least they let him say something before they fucking kill him. It's bullshit. You do not treat. That happens. Dude, and they they locked him up as this big warrior, and they didn't give him a warrior's moment. What the fuck? No, 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 let me calm down. <laughs> that being said, that He's being said, funny. the Battle of the Bastards made up for everything else I had to bitch about the entire season. The final two episodes I thought were perfect, uh, almost perfect. 
I watched the Battle of Bastards three times in a row. Um, you know, I just kept rewinding it over nice. and over again. The pacing, the imagery, the take that they showed you how they did it. And the amazing thing is that a lot, there's a lot more practical than you realize. Like, like he's yeah. actually like around horses throwing themselves at him. Impressive shit. Um, the, uh, I really, and of course, Sansa finally getting that Ramsey bitch down, which I've never <laughs> liked Ramsey Bolton at all. Like I, as a character, I actually enjoy horrible villains. We're all horror geeks here. Uh, I actually, oh, Joffrey yeah. was one of my favorite villains of all time. I think he was great. And uh, the Ramsey oh, was not a replacement <laughs> for Joffrey. He wasn't fun. He was sadistic. He was cruel for no reason whatsoever. He made no sense. He was, you know, because I, I he was in him, bread, but, man. I mean, yeah, I understand had, ambition, know. but, ugh, you know. And he was a bastard, He can't help so. it. His genes yeah. are all crossed up. Not just stuff. that, but he was the bastard of a very cruel man. Like, yeah, that was the entire so Bolden family. True. He was the old elder. They were so known remember for Baratheon the most. That is a good point, Aaron. Yeah. Cause Barath- and Baratheon, he, he did have that. Maybe he took Robert, like, kind of, like, a little further than Robert ever meant it, because Robert had that joviality, but then could go into slaughter shit. And was constantly wanting to slaughter shit, but then would like you know I don't know, but yeah, hmm. definitely. Well, like the Boldens <laughs> were known for slaying their victims a lot. I mean, he was just a really yeah. sadistic fox. That's their banner. Uh, I'd also say that. Oh, are you talking uh, about Liliana, Joffrey? Or are we talking about? I'm lost. Ramsey Bolton. Fuck him. Joffrey just yeah. had too much of his mother. Uh, he was just a little bitch like Cersei. Yeah. Oh, he was a little bitch like Cersei. Uh, no, but you brought up yeah. Uh, yeah. I will want to say though, I thought that, and also another thing that made up for all the things I was bitching about this season is the two scenes with Liliana and Mormont, uh, the ten-year-old that runs the bear, Great Bear House, yeah. Great Bear. That actually leads me to one of my other favorite memes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I I love that, too. I also love the Snapchat recap of that episode, and there's this meme of her going, fight me, Bolton. Ramsey's like, I'm not that stupid. (laughs) (laughs) There was one meme that's like, I have a dragon, and it's like, I have an army, and it's like, bitch, please, I have Lady Mormont. Yeah, but, but the absolute best. I don't know who the genius was who did it, but someone put the Battle of the Bastards to the audio track from the Leon Jenkins World of Warcraft, and that, that was fucking genius. God. That was that perfect. Was really good too. Let's face it, John was a fucking idiot running in there and doing exactly everything that he shouldn't have in that battle. It's amazing that he lived through that. And, and it's his fault completely because his his sister's like, he's going to do this to you. Well, he won't do this to me. I I know people on the battlefield. She's been having sex with him, if you call it sex. No, it's not even consensual sex. She's, like, in his bed. She knows how he thinks, motherfucker. And once again, they're marginalizing Sansa, you know. And I have a feeling you mean he's not going to take Sansa, it next Sansa, the, the young lady who could have spoken up and said, Oh, you need more men, do you? I have some over here. I just need to make a little raven call. That sounds there is, please. There is, there is. Well, first of all, that's once again 
again, I think that's the writer's fault. There's, like I said, I don't think the writing was as good this year as as it has been in previous years. Hmm. Um, okay. You know, uh, uh, I, I really don't. I actually think it's been rather weak. I think now the direction and staging has been excellent. Like I think that the 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 the, mon- the series montage in the end of the finale where they explode the Citadel downtown and everyone dies yeah. that whole segment is beautifully crafted and orchestrated uh, the music's very beautiful and everything works out but there's no dialogue there anytime they're having people interact there's a lot of missed opportunities all through this and and whole then Littlefinger who can seem to transport through Westeros with a blink of an eye which I really want to know how he does it, uh, you know, so, um, you know, uh, but, but anyway, so, but I, I'm still totally hooked, and we're all waiting till next year, I would assume, right? Oh, yeah, with David Brown. All right, mm-hmm. all right so we talked about Game of Thrones. Uh, let's go ahead and let's pull out Erin Marie. Talk about yes. crazy ex-girlfriends. Yes, because Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is actually my entire top pick for the year. It's like my number one. And I'd well, have to say it's probably my it's probably my number one because AHS was such a d- disappointment to me this year. Like the Roanoke story, I hated it. And I know it's all about taste, but ugh, I just can't. I didn't like the 60s in at all. But uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, shish, we've all been there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I banged you here, I nailed you there, and on this couch, and in this chair, in the doorway, the hallway, on every stair, we tap that ass ass all over this house. So whatever, so for what I have all of the songs memorized, yes, and I tap that ass all over this house, it's one of my favorites of the season so far. Oh and uh, Greg's drinking song, definitely. But um, so, so it's probably it one of three? the best. On- oh yeah, yeah. It's been oh, yeah? confirmed for I think four seasons. Oh really? Wow. Good job, CW. So okay, go ahead. Talk more. <laughs> what makes anyway? It's, it's about this girl who drops everything. She's lived a miserable life for 10 years, like achieving all of the goals her mother wanted her to achieve and has just been this corporate robot lawyer just climbing the tree until she drops everything to move to West Coast to follow this childhood boyfriend she had when she was 16 years old in camp just because she saw him for like 10 minutes in New York City. She moves out to the West Coast. Crazy ex-girlfriend. And uh, tries to seduce him, ends up falling for his best friend and him. That's both of the tap that asses. <laughs> and, I mean, she's uh, she's got anxiety. She's probably a little bit bipolar. She's she's crazy in the best possible way that we all love her <laughs> and relate to her in some form or fashion. But uh, the musics are just fucking fabulous and it's just you have to watch it in order to get the relationships it's hysterical it's it's bizarrely works like it doesn't feel like it should work yet it does and it really starts to suck you in after a while it's very it does it's a lot of fun um i'm not as big 
quite a fan as you are, but I have been watching it because of you, and I'm really enjoying it. So, um, I've watched uh, every episode in the first season at least five times so far. <laughs> yeah, and you. But the feeling kind of naughty song, which is in the second episode of the first season, is what hooked me. Because the first thing she says is she'd like to – it's hysterical. I mean, she talks – it's like this – she's, like, trying to make friends with the girlfriend of the guy she's uh, in love with. And it's all about how she wants to lock her in the basement and take over her identity, (laughs) clone her and – cook her spit into chowder and do lines of her sweat and it just it's hysterical well that's I, i'm so so that would be one of our favorite things is crazy ex-girlfriend you can stream the first season on netflix and it's currently still running on cw and season two is still like in sweeps months right now so yeah you can watch it right even now. though even though hulu dropped their cw um like their contract you can actually Download CW now and watch the episodes for free. So there you go. So and it's only half an hour episodes, so you're not committing a lot of time, which is also pretty good. So they're nice short little episodes. Uh, Bonnie, what was your favorite television show this year? Or do you want to talk about? Or we can even go jump into our Stranger mm-hmm. Things conversation if you want to lead that off. I like. I really, really, really enjoyed Stranger Things, but it's not my favorite this year. It's, what um, was your favorite? Honestly, my favorite was Mr. Robot. It was amazing. Yes. And Talk it was its Mr. second Robot. season. Who said yes? Who did? Huh? I did. Queenie did. Mr. Oh, yes. Mr. Robot. Where is awesome. it? I don't know who this I, I haven't gone very far into it. But what's it play on? I don't know. I don't remember right now. Yeah, it's I've heard about up. Mr. Robot, but I'm like, what is it on? I know. I stream everything, or just I have like a slave oh, here who has everything. I have a, a tech slave, and he gets everything streaming for me and going for me, and I don't pay attention. So, yeah. Where can I get a but, um, <laughs> It's it's amazing. It's and it's quite a prophetic wow. show, actually. Like, it's it's got this kid that's kind of this, you know. He's probably like I think yeah early twenties, uh, named Elliot, and he's he's a hacker. You know he's like the hoodie hoodie wearing hacker, and he's he's a cliche, but he's not when you get to know him a little a little bit more, which doesn't take very long because he actually he narrates the the episodes as well. And I've got to say, for having narration or something, it can easily be annoying. Everybody knows that. Um, like inner inner you know inner dialogue and monologue or whatever, but he yeah. does a great job with it. He's fantastic and just so natural and off-putting slightly at the same time. He just it's just you can't even like like Aaron was saying sometimes you just can't describe things. You have to just experience them and um, they pick out a lot of great a great music. But it's really like he he is a hacker, but he's also he's been through a lot of loss and and trouble and hardship and he lost his father played by. Christian Slater, so his father has died, and he's just really scarred by this, and he's working through this, while at the same time, kind of, it's kind of like a modern-day Peter Pan kind of thing, because this group of hackers, they they decide to give a gift to the world, and they have the, because they have the power to do it. They're like, if we can go in, and we have the power to go in and get into these places and set off this stuff and, you know, shut down the banking system, then... Or you can watch it on Prime right now on Amazon Prime. Um, ho, ho. We're like, if we can get in there and shut everything down, freeze everything, no one will have any debt anymore. Everything will be beautiful. 
and it's just, you know, then it doesn't go quite the way that they thought it would, and it makes things actually worse. And so in that in that sense, it's kind of like paralleling a lot of what's going on right now. And it's 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 really creepy and awesome for that. It's really it's giving me insight to stuff that's going on around me like now, and that to me is blowing my mind. And the second season gets that just aired got even trickier. Great music, not as much scoring, but just picking of tracks by artists. Fantastic placement of that, and just you really connect to these people. It's it's just and they but at the same time they take risks. You know, so you really, everyone's predictable, but the show itself is not predictable. And it's, and the new thing everyone knows is like, you know, breaking the fourth wall constantly. This breaks like so many walls all the time, but in very clever and like quiet ways, sometimes I'd say, like you, and they pull you along and, and then before you know it, then, you know, the, the lead is the narrator. Like I was saying, he's actually apologizing to you. He speaks to you when he's narrating. Oh yeah. They take it that far and you still don't hate it. It's, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I encourage everybody, especially if you're into technology or into even hating technology, because either side, if you love technology and you're like, the future is fucking awesome. Technology is going to save us. Replicators go. Or you're like, technology is bad and it's going to enslave the world. Skynet and shit and death and horror and ah. Either one, either way, this show is the What show if you're in the you. middle? Does that work? In the middle will work too. The because <laughs> doesn't the guy, doesn't the guy who plays the, the main character, didn't he get just get tapped for something like major? I'm not sure. Let me click because I think I'm on IMDb right now. Oh, my God. Um, what? He looks a lot like Bruno he's Mars. Play, he's, holy fuck. He's going to. Play Freddie Mercury in something? Yes, he is. Yeah, I knew he was. I knew he was tapped for something big. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he he's a really good singer. That's why I got him confused for Bruno Mars the first couple of times I saw him. That's awesome. Because he was also in he was also in vinyl. And he was in that horrible Night at the Museum movie. Although they're all I don't like that. I don't like that either. Yeah, Night at the Museum three. And Bonnie, mm-hmm. speaking of technology, you're also watching what's is very similar, uh, but not at all. Black Mirror, Black which Mirror. is, a, a re- Ooh, which is Black the Mirror. American version Technological of, of yeah, Twilight Zone. Zone. That is so. Yeah, cool. I've been told to watch that one. It's so good, but you know what? I have to admit, I did not see the season. I did not see this season. I didn't see 2016. I'm like it's up really through good. season three, but well, I can say. Can you talk? Go ahead. Oh, um, it does explore more of like horror and technology. Um, there's some yeah. really cool things with like cybernetics and the eyes and stuff. And I don't want to give too much away, so <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, say it was really good. <laughs> wasn't there a killer clown this year in Black Mirror? Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know, of course, nice. for people that don't know, we have the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness, and people were racking up some points because they accepted Black Mirror because the first two episodes had evil killer clowns. So I was like, yay! So uh, yeah, this is Black Mirror, awesome. So I'm sorry to cut you off, Bonnie or Queenie. What else would you like to say about strangers about this about Black Mirror? No. Oh, um, not too much. I'm I'm sorry, Queenie. I don't mean to do that. It's because you're, you're quiet. I don't know. In my phone, she's quiet. So I end up talking <laughs> over her, and I'm like, I'm being that's, a that's bad witchy tra- friend. I'm trying to be loud. <laughs> I'm trying really hard. Yeah, just I totally. My phone's say, shut up. From the, hold my, my head down like a dog. <laughs> shut up, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> not a dog. Wolf. 
You're a wolf. wolf. Um, I really, Black Mirror was awesome from the first episode of the first season because it just, it pushes you. You're so uncomfortable in these. Am I right? You're so uncomfortable. And you're also, you have to realize, you, you realize you're uncomfortable because it's like, oh, shit, they're, like, talking about an extension of something I'm already experiencing right now, you know? And that's what's so terrifying to me about Black Mirror. They're so brilliant, and, and they're just executed so well and so awesome. And even in just the first season, I think, well, it's, like, the second episode had – the second episode had a kid um, – he's going to be – he's going to be an ex – he's not an extra, but he's going to be, like, one of the main guys in the Black Panther movie coming up, I think. And he was in Ooh. the stage. I don't know if anyone watched the fades a couple of years ago from the UK. This show was like a supernatural kind of thing. It was cool. But yeah, that was like from the one with the, he had like the 15 million units and it was like the hot shots reality show. And oh, yeah. he gifted 15, yeah, he gifted units he, to his friend and then, you know, things happen because it's all about careful what you wish for. It's always about careful what you do, careful where you're vulnerable, careful this, careful that. It leaves you so terrified. <laughs> it's so well written. I just, I, I'm floored by it. Yes. You know, like the episode yeah. is just fucking horrific. Is it? And they is just it the same team that writes all those? I haven't looked into that, honey. Pardon? Is it the same people that, that write the Black Mirror episodes, or all different people, or how does it work? I think it's all different even... people. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. I didn't look it up properly, but I think it's different people from what I heard from people right. talking. Cool. They're all really strong. I'm like, I was, oh I think it's funny. I think they're stronger even than like, although, you know, when they relaunched Twilight Zone, it was really weak, but like there were always yeah. a few duds in the Twilight Zone. But then again, that was a time when you'd have like, twi- back, even, even the 80s Twilight Zone that everyone thinks, you know, thinks of very fondly, usually if they like sci-fi, um, there's like, what, 22 episodes or something in a season? Because that's the way it was back then. So you have these duds and these fillers, but now it's, and especially in the UK, they they keep it concise, which I really prefer because then you can have this higher production value and just, you know, deeper everything. Well, I'm really no, glad. No, Ash versus Evil Dead? Uh, well, I was going to go into my uh, – hold on, hold on. This is <laughs> my turn. I, I'm taking the floor here. I have a few things I want to yeah. talk about, but I'm going to throw them out quick, and then we're going to talk about a few in depth here, Okay. First of all, I want to give a shout-out again to John Oliver. Uh, I think his yes. show is still on point. It makes me upset that I have to get the truth from a comedian. That really pisses me wow. off. Um, it's true. Um, you know, I, I'm sick of watching television where I have to read between the lines to get what the news is actually telling me. He's, yep. he's like, you know, They're he's able to say anything. what he wants. And he's making change, and I love him for that. I played the fuck 2016 because, once again, uh, he says sometimes he says things that all of us have been feeling, and he's just completely on point. So, fuck yep. 2016. Um, so, uh, but, once again, television. a bag of television, 2016. <laughs> yeah. Um, a big well, fat bag of <laughs> Before I go into why, what I liked, I do want to say I was disappointed in Once Upon a Time. I think it's falling really quickly in quality and it's upsetting me because the writers aren't holding up to the actors they have. And that's really upsetting. So I finished that out kind of disappointed, but I replaced it with a show that I really do like. And that's CW Supergirl. I think Supergirl is really 
really good. I, and and it's, it's, it's wonderful because it's a complete antithesis of Jessica Jones. Like, they're as opposite as you can get, but they're both completely valid. That's why when they were talking about canceling Supergirl this year, because Jessica Jones is so popular, I was like, no, there's room for both. And a lot of people said, yeah. no, there's room for both. And I'm really glad that it, it was renewed. And so uh, I really shout out to Supergirl on the CW. Hell yeah, girl power. There, there's really strong sister <laughs> characters in there. Krista Falkhart is awesome in the show. Um, I also wanted to uh, shout out, of course, iZombie. Was it, once again, iZombie, the second season is very dark and very good. It goes there. I really oh, yeah. It. But And so I'm really enjoying that. And um but, of course, all of us who have been watching Ash vs. Evil Dead, the ultimate adult yes. cartoon, uh, <laughs> you know, well it is everything you, everything you want in Ash vs. Evil Dead. If you want Bruce Campbell, you got him. The only thing I would say I'm disappointed is that we don't get more Lee Majors. Uh, yeah. And, of course, I, Ash, and, oh. and we... We only have one episode left, and it didn't air over this last weekend, so none of us have seen it yet. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm really wondering what's going to happen because we ended on a really—I won't spoil it now because it's too. Yeah, crazy. that it was really, really shocking. Sad note. Even for this that was show, shocking. It was a sad note. <laughs> so uh, going you know, pretty. This so, season went really fast. And yeah, it's, it's, it's evil. It's Evil Dead, though, so it can it can do stuff like this. It, and it it kind of even for Evil Dead rules, kind of played fast and free a bit. But I did I did love the flaming car. That was I'm a sucker for evil fucking cars, man. I love it. The, the Delta I, Delta I don't know. Cool. Bruce Campbell being shoved into a man's anus was pretty fucking spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it also introduced the world to the pink fuck. Which is like, oh my God, someone's gonna actually yeah. make that drink somewhere. I bet yeah, right. I would. Uh, I mean, Probably. oh my God. So, um, you know, once again, we hey, awesome they had a disclaimer at the beginning. You know, there was a little <laughs> evil Ash puppet in the last episode, Ashy Splashy, and I want yeah. one. I don't know so if I like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love evil nice. puppets. So, nice and scary. <laughs> I guess watched, I like uh, it. You guys, I haven't watched the new Ash vs. Evil Dead. I don't have cable. We're not giving anything so away. Oh. It's so, it's so crazy. It's so crazy away. that if you just... It's called it's, pirating. It doesn't It's like, um, you know when you watch a trailer and you see a bunch of fast images, they're definitely showing you stuff from the movie, so technically you're getting spoilers, but it's it's just random images, so it doesn't matter because you don't know, like, what's going on in the story. It's what we're telling you, cartoon. seriously, that's all it, that it, is. It means nothing. It's, it's it like is. watching a, it's like Adventure Time. It just all kind of mushes together after a while. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, let's look at what's pull off of it. Uh, Tweeny, you did, you did see Stranger yeah. Things, right? I yeah, did. so let's talk I about did. Stranger Things, which was the surprise hit and the number one stream show on Netflix this year. Yeah, pretty amazing. They were greenlit for a season two. The cast and the script is done, and the cast looks amazing. I am uh, um, not a nostalgia person. I don't believe in nostalgia. I believe in history. I'm a historian. I believe in facts and figures and when things happened and what we can learn from them. 
this worked. <laughs> this was an amazing nostalgia oh, piece good. that actually I am especially not nostalgic for the 80s. I don't like the 80s at all. I grew up Aww. in the 80s. They sucked balls. Aww. Sucked balls. What about us 80s kids? Terrible. Except the best music <laughs> ever other than the that. I love the 80s. Fantastic music. <laughs> You, none of you lived in San Francisco. Lydian. In music the 80s. was Lydian. No. Beautiful. We ha- well, there was a lot of good music. We had the punk scene in, in San Francisco in the early 80s yep. and Primus and, and there were a lot of new ways. Yep. No, but like, but we had AIDS epidemics, crack epidemics, a poverty, gas shortages. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Proposition 13, uh, yep. <laughs> which totally sucked all the money out of the school system. I was yep. in the last curriculum. Uh, my school shut down twice in 1991 when I graduated high school, by the way, and and a wow. war broke out. Uh, so no shit. 80s was the shit. I'm sorry, it was for me. But that being said, boy, was this so fucking cool. I love Stranger Things. But the, the everything was right. The D and D, which I was a huge D and D geek. Um, the only poster they got wrong, I think, was they had the 1984 poster to The Thing, which was a huge poster. I thought that poster was everywhere in the BART trains when I grew up. But no one would have actually owned an original poster unless it was, like, in someone's super rare collection because the movie was a flop when it came out. It went, the kids that age would have not had The Thing up. They would have had a Raiders of the Lost Ark poster up or something yeah. along those lines. So, but that was it. That was the only complaint because they did shout out Star Wars. They did shout out a lot of other things. The, the Stephen King vibe, you all have to admit, the Stephen King vibe, they kind of nailed it. Um, nailed so, Stephen and then, King mixed with the Goonies. Completely. Yes. Well, yeah, perfect, it's like, Aaron. It's like it, it, was, it was Spielberg meets King. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. It, it was, was the like two Stevens. That's what he said. Like, Goonies can do that. Yeah. Uh, the the kids, only other thing I've kids, seen like that was a little short, a Christmas short that was a, a Spanish short, like um, and it, it was and it had the little girl from Pan's Labyrinth in it, and it was like a group of kids, you know, and then they, 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 they have this hole in the ground and they trap this woman that's dressed as Santa and they think she's evil. It was really good. So like, hmm. sounds creepy. It's wow. called a Christmas story, I think, like that. But just if you oh, look for Pan's know. Labyrinth and look for the girl in Pan's Labyrinth, then you'll find it that way. Because okay, it's on a compilation. Okay. It's really good. Yeah. It's, it starts out totally like they, they even intru- they introduce the kids, you know, and they're getting on their bikes and it's all colorful and there's like their gadgets are everywhere and you're like in their little worlds, which is like their rooms, you know, and then it'll, it'll just like freeze frame and then you'll have like some text on, on the screen like this is so-and-so, blah, and then the next one gets introduced and then it's really fun. But then everything gets I don't- dark. Because when you're 12, fucking anything can happen. That's why Spielberg is, like, so powerful over our subconscious and, like, over us and over people all right, well, of all ages. I, uh, go, uh, no, uh, go ahead. I was listening. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it, it, it's, it, I'll be interesting to see what they do next. That definitely, if you watch <clears> the last episode, they leave a lot open. Um, and once again, they're hiring a lot of cool people to be in the next season. So let's see what happens. Have you so, have you guys watched South Park at all this season? Fucking all of it. Yes. It's no. Fucking the member great. Berries are fucking killing the member me, berries. The member berries. 
They are by far my favorite South Park side character ever. It's the best shit they've ever come up with. And from the very first time they used them, I was like, oh, fuck. I really hope they keep doing something with this. Because I was like, this is such an awesomely layered joke. There's so many layers to the member to the member berries, and then they went even further by like you know having them have like different personalities. But they're and, actually you know. following a cohesive story and making yeah, Mr. Yeah, Garrison and the Trump-like figure is crazy. brilliant. Mm-hmm. I don't I, know I how the park is so on point this season. Twentieth season this year. This season, I saw the episode right before the election and the episode right after the election. Which, by the way, they had to rewrite oh, last ep- yeah. that episode like literally before it aired. Yeah, they had to because you know no the election was thought. Tuesday. They aired yeah, on they Wednesday. Did. They had a rewrite. Yep, they're crazy. They actually had a rewrite. Crazy motherfuckers. Yep. I, they, I, I, they're still pumping them out so fast. It's yep. amazing how those guys I don't know how they do it. They've been doing it that way all season, though, because after every single one of the debates, they had a new one the next day based on the debate. Oh, yeah. It's like week to week. It's week to week. They're the way they create. It's I can't believe it. I mean, they, it's they perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would still have Trey Parker's And the trolling. I really would. Oh, oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, South Park uh, had to be mentioned because in its 20th season, it's probably its best. It's really and fantastic. That's amazing. 20 seasons. You can't even say yeah. that about The Simpsons. The Simpsons had its, what, right? thousandth episode this year? Uh, and you can't even say 600. that about The Simpsons. You know, 600. I know it was some ridiculous number. I mean, it was like, and they've been showing them on a, a marathon on, on FXX. For the last, right. for a while, you know, around Thanksgiving. And, so, uh, and they just got uh, renewed, yeah. and they're now set to become the longest-running series of any kind. Oh, even yeah. yeah. over Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke now, huh? Yeah, yeah. And Gunsmoke, yeah. yeah. I don't think they can outdo Saturday Night Live. Hmm. Well, they have more Saturday Night Live has been on way longer. It was on in the early 70s, right? But there's a lot less. 75, I think. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's just episodic TV. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, because that's like know. skit TV. It's different. And it's late night television, which is very yeah. different. But you're right. You're right, though, Aaron. It's been on for uh, a I want to say that Kate McClinton and Alec Baldwin as um, as uh, Trump and Hillary on Saturday Night Live with some of the oh funniest my God. shit all year. <laughs> um, I also want to give a shout out to Alec Baldwin's uh, pucker um, face has been perfect. Oh my God! Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you had uh, Tom Hanks with the Black Jeopardy, which was the single funniest. Oh my God! That was fantastic. Years. That was my. Oh favorite. my God! Black Jeopardy was 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 so well written. I cannot believe how funny that that was. Like, and then they had this an absolutely opposite absurd sequence with the what was the guy MC Pumpkins or whatever the fuck he was with the Mr. costume. Mr. Pumpkins. David yeah, Pumpkin? no, it's not. Uh, I forget what it is now. I wasn't even gonna mention him, but you know, he's like like uh, Tom Hanks Pumpkin. Hold on, I'm gonna get this right. But that was actually in its own way really funny because it ends with him them actually being afraid, which is like really funny. Uh, David <laughs> S. Pumpkins, that was what he was. David S. Pumpkins. So, Saturday, Saturday Night Live had a surprisingly good year because of the election so and I, I was able I finally we had some NBC so I was able to watch I got NBC on demand because I got sling television finally because I don't have cable either Queenie I have to use the internet 
Uh, and so I was able to watch a couple oh, episodes. Cool. The David, yeah. the David Chappelle episode. Everyone should watch yeah. the David Chappelle episode right immediately after the election. That was I, awesome. They brought back all the It was amazing. Um, oh, they was just so let him. His monologue was. They just let him go. They didn't let him. Yep. They let him do his own thing. They didn't touch him. And he is on point. And they have now hired him to do some more stand up on Netflix. Netflix has given him a season of specials. So yep. I think three, three special deal. So welcome back, Dave Chappelle. That's one of my favorite things this year. Oh, um, Now the last uh, time he got a little bit of fame, he he kind of flew away from it. Though let's hope he can handle it this time. Yeah, um, Vikings and Westworld were my two favorite shows this year. Uh, Vikings is, an, as a matter of fact, um, shout out because the premiere is tomorrow at 9 o'clock on History Channel for the second half of season four, ladies and gentlemen. Please make sure you watch that shit because it's amazing. Uh, Vikings, I, I knew it was good. I had some odd attached, uh, connections with my father. And so I had a hard time emotionally wanting to watch it. But once I started to watch it, I was immediately hooked. It's it's better than Game of Thrones, I think, actually. Uh, and I know that a lot of people are like, what? But, yeah, I think it's a better show than Game of Thrones. It's got a Skarsgård in it. If the show has a Skarsgård in it, you're guaranteed to be awesome. That's why I think that Pennywise It movie might be okay. Uh, so... Um, uh, and uh, some of the best score work I've seen in years. Queenie, there, you, I give her a present Ooh. of the first season, and she still hasn't seen it. But uh, I know the first three, I have, I have <laughs> the first three seasons and the first half of season four are on Amazon Prime, so you can totally binge that shit, and it's worth binging. Uh, it is absolutely so good, and 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 the acting is great, and the atmosphere, and it, interesting enough. Some of the same uh, cameramen and people that work on Game of Thrones also work on Vikings, and you can tell sometimes because mm. the shots look really similar. So, and then of course, I know that Queenie didn't see Westworld, but now that it's almost over, she'll be able to see it soon, hopefully. Um, Westworld yeah. probably the single most fun I've had watching a show in a long time. Not just watching it, but because it's so intricate and so much is happening. Uh, podcast Palooza recaps everywhere, and I've been interacting with everybody's podcast we're all <laughs> talking Westworld and we're like is Bernard and the, the triple uh, everything that I predicted by the way came down I just want to point that out I'm not going to say anything more but because we don't want to spoil it for Queenie but every I, I put Thank down you. all of it all that, of it. that, it that last that Drop last revelation in the final episode I pretty much yeah I knew that and drop the mic, motherfuckers. We got yep. this, you know. So, um, but but Westworld. But one of the things that I love about Westworld, it wasn't just the show itself, which of course it's got Anthony Hopkins, which is a really good actor, and all these great supporting actors and a cool atmosphere. Oh, he's credits, Blah blah blah. Uh, out. What's his name? The the guy that plays uh, the lead in it, Bernard, has an amazing like he has a thankless job. He plays a really great character. Uh, Bernard yeah. is real. Bernard, the actor who plays Bernard, is really, really. Jeffrey Wright is his name. And of course, I, once again, am not a huge fan of Fanny Newton, but she changed my mind after watching Westworld. She is yeah. great in this movie, in this show. Um, and, is she and, the one who plays Maeve? Yes. yes. 
Yes, because oh, she, and, oh God, she is so good. Queenie puts it, I'm going I'm to spoil something because I have to say, it doesn't really tell you the story, but I have to say, oh my God, her and Hector, oh my God. Woo! Right? <laughs> it was so yes. Oh my God. But I also want to say, Hector has the best hat I've ever seen on any show. <laughs> I love his hat. His hat is so cool. I want Hector's hat, that beautiful leather press. Oh, my God, beautiful. I don't care if it's vegan or not. It's gorgeous. I want that hat. <laughs> so, uh, you know, brilliant. Um, so, Westwood, but even more so, and you guys know how much I love mechanical music. I, every couple of years, go to, and right. you talk to, there's a podcast. I go to see the big festival at, at Knobles, but they fixed up six original player pianos and cut roles specifically for this show. So everything you're listening to yeah. is actually played on a vintage player piano. And I'm like That's so cool. glad that it's Super bringing cool. back a revival. And what's even cool is playing, they obviously play Radiohead a lot. That's because nice. it's because uh, it's all about okay computer. But they also did what else? Did they? they also did a Cure song and a Soundgarden Black song. Hole and they did Sun. Back, Black yeah, Hole. they did Black, Black Hole, Hole Sun. They did House of the Rising Sun, which I really yeah. liked. And, and Mave sequence to Back in Black by Amy Winehouse was so much fun. Uh, yeah. You know, the, and, and we'll Paint It Black. Yeah, well, yeah, let's talk about Amy Winehouse. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't. It, it, so, no, paint it black, Rolling Stones. Yeah. Well, yeah, she turns it on the she turns it on the the roll and then walks out because you know earlier she closes it because the whole symbol of the big player piano is that these are it's a, something that you control. It's a tool, right? Yeah. And so she closes well, it. Well, as you know, that, you know what came out symbol. can't be the actual sound. As Robert Ford said, the the yeah. piano doesn't kill the player. <laughs> So, and anyway, Robert so, Ford uh, has to be he is just as cold as Hannibal Lecter in uh, this role. I mean it is frightening. He is frightening. Hannibal Lecter is not for world domination. He doesn't interest in no. running the world. He just wants to live his life. This guy wants to control the world. Much scarier. Yeah. Much scarier character. And and I have more more specifically his him. world. Dick oh, well, but his, Dick but his world will be everybody's <laughs> world. You know, it's like you know, like at one point you know, every, they always ask, <laughs> you know. What are you gonna do? So How many episodes do we have left? One. The There's only Good one Lord. episode left, the finale. We got the last episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead this weekend, the last episode of Westworld this weekend. Uh, We're going to miss those quite a bit. I'm very sad that they're going away. Uh, What else am I going to have to watch? Did we talk to Walking Dead? No, we haven't talked to Walking Dead yet. I haven't seen the the last episode yet. Go ahead, Aaron. We don't talk about the Walking Dead. Well, I haven't watched uh, this past Sunday's episode yet. It's on the DVR. But uh, it's been really interesting in fandom. There's been a real split on this season. Uh, There are people calling it the worst season ever. It's been losing fans, and that's been making the press. That's kind of the headline right now. And I think it all started with the season opener, which I seriously read a number of different uh, critics refer to as 
torture porn. To which I have to ask, what fucking show have you been watching all Seriously. these seasons? It's a dark, I mean, brutal fucking world. The Walking Dead uh, are not the Shamblers. They're not the fucking Walkers. They're the people, dude. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, man? I think it's a great yep. season so far. But it, it's I'm, I'm going to be very sad if because, you know, uh, the, the million moms got freaked out <laughs> at Negan and his batting practice. And yeah, wanting a spoiler stupid. alert every five seconds to say, ooh, look out, violence coming. No shit. Really? Really? There's some they, violence coming up on this show? Jesus. <laughs> they warn you at the beginning of every commercial break what you oh, let your kids stay up late for. for Seriously. It's not enough for them. So fucking stupid. Oh. The show opens with a, ma- a sheriff shooting a child in the head, right? Exactly. The whole, the whole Good. beginning. Nice. I you think would they think kind of, that would like, be a Well, and that's one thing. When you kill a kid, it means that all well, bets are off. Anything can exactly. happen. Anything exactly. can happen. Yeah, well, people have so gotten a lot more, a lot touchier in five years, honey. Uh, I, it's amazing to me how, how, like, you know, how, how people are suddenly turning. Now, it brings good things, honestly, but it brings bad things. I, I'm, I, I'm not a huge Walking Dead fan. I kind of checked out on it for nope. a long time. I checked out. But, checked but, out too. but, but, but. You know, and then the ratings are tanking, and you know maybe it's yeah. time to 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 move it on. It's a very expensive show, and it takes money from other shows. Uh, but you know, it did have a really good run. There was three solid seasons in there, I think. Uh, you know, and then you know, and then some okay seasons after that. You know, I'm still invested. Ep- I'm I'm still fully invested in the characters. I am too. I I want to see where it goes. I'm very interested in the discrepancies between the series and the comic book. Because, uh, you know, at, at this point in in the book, uh, Carol and Morgan are dead. So mm-hmm. they never see the kingdom. Um, I, I'm fascinated to see where they go from here. Well, you know, they have to kind of go their own I, arc at this point. I really, I really want Rick to find his backbone a little bit sooner. I think that's really one of the reasons why people are kind of bowing out. It's not so much that it's the violence; it's seeing Rick without a backbone. That's yeah, because usually they have a character that equals the shame, you know, and then yeah. that brings I, that side of out of Rick. But he needs well, he my, needs some sort of catalyst like that to bring it out. Otherwise, he's totally a cuck. My favorite you know, I, fan I, I, theory I feel, so far. I'm ahead. sorry. Go ahead. Go I, ahead. I was going to say my Go favorite ahead, fan theory so far is that uh, Daryl, who you know, you all know, is uh, mm-hmm. they're saying Daryl Dixon is going to be the next big bad, which would just be mm. phenomenal if true. That's crazy, well, okay. and will cause so right? much upset, and could help right. ratings because people will be I so can't. infuriated. Everyone I can't loves see him. him turning bad though, because I know I can't brother really he always like, deserves. Think of his yeah, family like background. Think of like just his boy brother. With a big heart. Come on. Yeah, but oh, I think no. that's the reason why he could never turn on Rick because Rick is the brother he yeah. never had. He's the brother he deserves. Unless he, well, unless they, I know they're gonna do like a Lost and they're like a flashback and go back in time and show you like <laughs> something that Rick did, you know, and it actually like kind of shitty and. It, fucks over Daryl and then Daryl will find out about it and be like oh my god you were like my brother and my father and like the dude and I killed all these people and these things for you and now I'm evil 
See, now you bring that up, and now I'm all worried that Westworld is going to have a shitty ending because it's J.J. Oh, Abrams I, produced. Thanks. I, now I'm all scared. I, 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 but hey, <laughs> isn't one of the Nolan brothers involved? Come on. Yes, John, uh, Jonathan, Nolan, Jonathan Nolan, right? Yeah. Jonathan Nolan, yes. Yeah, we love Jonathan we'll Nolan. Oh, and 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 Natalie uh, Vincenzo uh, Natali uh, directed an episode this season. He was director of Cube, which is a great film. Uh, you also Ooh, had really? Neil Marshall himself. We love Neil Marshall here. Dog Soldiers, yeah. of course. He directed a few episodes oh, yeah. of Game of Thrones, including oh, the battle at the mm-hmm. at the wall. Um, so. Uh, you know, so it had real pedigree. Westworld was super expensive, though, and it's not coming back till 2018. So, ah, while they, uh, yeah, yep. so we oh, are Yeah. So I hope. Have you been on a really interesting note? Go ahead. Have you been Have you been on the lookout in the episodes for the Yul Brynner um, replica? Yes. Yeah, I saw him. Yes, in we saw him in the background in one of them. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. episode six. I, I absolutely. <laughs> and also in this last episode, um, I can't go into it, but that hallway is used in the movie. I was so, wondering. Yeah, so that I, was a shout out yeah. to the movie too. Uh, so I yeah, thought so. No, there's, yeah, there's some shout outs to the movie. There's some continuity there. Wow. So, um, nice. so that's basically my um, – TV talk. Do we have anything else we want to talk about TV-wise before we move on to other subjects? Uh, I have two honorable mentions. I have two honorable mentions for TV. Full Frontal with Samantha Bee. Pretty smart, funny comedy. Uh, Her delivery isn't always 100%, and I don't know who the hell is dressing her. (laughs) That's a little annoying that that bothers me, but still it does. But Full Frontal is pretty good. Oh, God, someone needs to slap her hand and say, no, here, Grandimals. Um And the oh, other and thing, uh, Fear the Walking Dead. A marked improvement over where it came. I, I, not enough for me to put it on a best of, but still worth watching for the most part. Uh, you, you had me reminded me, because you said something about cost, uh, you know, dressing. I got a yeah. shout out to Vice Principals and Sarah Charles. Oh yes. and, you know, <laughs> Danny McBride and all of them. Vice guys. Principals it was probably my favorite the, summer watch. Yeah, probably the single greatest cliffhanger I've ever seen in a first season for a TV show. I, it was pretty fucking brutal. I was like, holy shit! So shout like, out like to who Sarah shot Josh Jr. Who came on the show too. Uh-huh. Uh, I was so honored to have Sarah Trost on the show this year and Jennifer Aspinall. Cool. I mean, I, I, I had every, every, all my guests, you know, and Lobo came on the Halloween show and, you know, Steve Anderson came on for the Awesome Con show. But really, it was Jennifer Aspinall and Sarah Trost one and two on my wish list and I snagged them for the show. And it was like, yay, thank you, Bonnie. That was one of the things that you did for us. We thank you again. <laughs> so, uh, we, there was a lot of, me, Media convention hit a peak this year, and it did absolutely peak because it actually cracked, because Wizarding World cracked this year in two ways. They lost a lot of money, and they had to fire their programmer, who was uh, making money on the side. Uh, Huge controversy. But not everybody is like that. Like, Scares It Cares raised the most money they ever raised for uh, for their charity this year. And we went to that convention, and that's the one where I was on the panel. And Aaron was there, Aaron Marie, and it was 
a great time as always. I really, that one is just sets it far apart. We also went to Blobfest, and I went to, uh, we went to Days of the Dead Atlanta, which is, as Bonnie can tell you, is always top notch. It's a great place, a great venue. I actually really liked it because I didn't have very much to walk. If I needed to go to the panel, it was literally across from the screen room. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> that was my whole, uh, but um, it was, it was, um, and Bonnie was busy the whole time, once again, at the uh, Days of the Dead Atlanta. Right, Bonnie? You were, like, super busy. There was a mad amount of people there. Bonnie? Maybe I'm on Bonnie. mute. Bonnie. Bonnie. Dude, I just said a whole bunch of shit. I just said a whole bunch of shit on mute. <laughs> a whole bunch of shit, but I'm always running at the mouth. Yes, Days of the Dead Atlanta is so much fun. Um, it's it is and yeah, and they they make it convenient because you know it's not as bad as in the wasteland, but you, there are a lot of people are drinking during the day at Days of the Dead Atlanta. I love Days of the Dead Atlanta because I'm. I'm a huge indie horror fan and, and, you know, heavy, heavy hitting horror fan. So, and they have a great, Days of the Dead is fantastic because it is a big convention. They hit all, all of the mainstream stuff and the bigger heads. And then they have a fantastic indie program sunset that they do. And also, and, and now they're really making a lot of room for the female directors and they're excited about it. So, yeah. Uh, I, I'm excited Jason that they're getting right? involved with the, the Etheria Film Festival with the Love Witch. Yeah, Etheria. Um, yeah, Stacy Tippenham. Yeah, um, and um, the Stylist, which was uh, you know Jill Sticks, and uh, yes. I don't know her well, but I root her on, and uh, awesome. she had an amazing really awesome year person. with the Stylist, which was she, also yeah, part of the Etheria Film Festival. Yeah, she's exploding right now. Uh, yeah, so congratulations to her, and mm-hmm. also our friends uh, down south in Days of the Dead Atlanta. Uh, they did uh, John. Was it Bick, Bickert? Oh, James Bickert? Is that his name? I'm messing up his name. James and, Bickert. And James yeah. yeah. James Bickert directed. Oh, oh you mean that runs it? Oh no, that's Which Bickert. One's this? That's James Bickert. That did. Uh, James you know, Bickert. Like, Fr- uh, Frankenstein created bikers, right? Bikers. Isn't that Correct. James yeah. Bickert? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember. See, without my notes, I remembered his name. Because <laughs> <laughs> Hoover did. Um, he did American Guinea Pig. Hoover did American Guinea Pig, right? Yeah. No. 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 That's Byro and Byro and, and Cook did that. Okay. Oh, that's Byro. Oh my God. Because remember, remember, Unearthed was the one that owned the rights to originally distribute the original guinea pigs from Japan. So. Yeah, that's right. I know Byro. I met him before too. Um, no. Guys, I apologize. But but um. <laughs> it's okay. Frankenstein Creative Bikers was um, is an Atlanta-based company uh, movie, and they had the trailer yeah. Days of the Dead, but it didn't premiere till the summer. But they have been making a killing, and sometimes that and stylists have been at the same festivals across the nation, and that's been really wonderful. I also met Billy well, Pond, of course, um, and uh, Circus of the Dead, which is technically a movie from 2014 that doesn't have distribution yet. The rumor is there is going to be distribution, but there's always a rumor there's going to be distribution. But um, it was probably one of my favorite films of the year. And I'm really glad to meet Billy Pond, and I wanted to thank him for coming on my Madness show. Because of him, I did uh, Scary Clowns. And, of course, I had no idea that when I chose Scary Clowns for my horror movie contest that a real clown scourge or hysteria <laughs> would actually Pandemic. take over the United States. And then they all uh, disappeared after Halloween. 
I was telling yeah, you guys that it was, was happening over. in Europe. Remember months ago when you guys were talking about yeah. you were you were saying, you know, and I was like, dude, did you you guys know this is happening in Europe right now, right? And I'm like, it's only a matter of time because it's starting to happen here. And you guys are like, fuck no. And I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I put in my mind. It, it, I guess we'll crowd, <laughs> it is really scary that people will do this. And it's just one more way to get that one minute of, of fame, you know, and they'll they'll do it once they get to dress up. <laughs> well, it, it, it was it was insane. Like like I've never seen anything like it. I really haven't. Um, but I I actually did some research, and it turns out that clown there's some like correlation with clown hysteria and like major traumatic changes in events. So, including mm-hmm. elections, there was a clown hysteria during another election. So, uh, so I guess it has to do with stress. And then we elected are, a scary clown. Well, a lot of people have scary clown like fears from their childhood or still don't like the faces. I, I had a childhood yeah. when they were clowns. So, yeah. but Centric, anyway, I love scary clowns. They're great. They're nightmare fuel. I love that shit. Mm. Oh, they are nightmare fuel. And they're great, great movies, right? We've watched a lot of clown oh, yeah. movies. It's hilarious. Bad and it just looks pretty fucking fun. <laughs> Do you know what I found? Do you know what I found after the madness? I found what? that I have actually all three of the first Killjoys. I was searching for Killjoy 1 and 2 and could not find it until after the madness. I actually own the shit, and I didn't even realize it. They're not worth watching. They really aren't, especially the second one. The second one's terrible. Oh, my God. I'm not sure. But but they were were on, like, this... They were on this full moon pack with Puppet Master 1, 2, and 3 and Killjoy 1, 2, and 3. I was like, holy shit, I didn't realize that I owned it. (laughs) <laughs> nice. So, um, but showing, I would say one of my favorite things this year was showing about a people had never seen Stitches before. Uh, you know, Stitches is such a great movie. Uh, it's my favorite killer clown movie. One of my favorite slasher films in the last few years. So uh, absolutely, some of the best Oh my God, so much fun! It was great. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I was also I wanted to set, give a shout out to some music um, real quick. Um, Flight of the Concords had a reunion and did their first American tour in two years, and I went to the Philadelphia show, and that was amazingly fun. I love Flight of the Concords. Mr. McKenzie is an Oscar winner. Remember, he won for Man or Muppet for the Muppet show, uh, Muppet movie a few years back. That's so right. It's kind of neat to watch him and go, he's an Oscar winner. And then, of course, you got uh, yeah, Jeremy, who actually is in Eagle versus Shark, which is such a strange film. And, and of course, you know, we've got – uh, you know what we do in the shadows last year, so uh, you know, so it was. You know, I love you. Which guys. I got to meet two of those guys this year. So. Yes, you yeah. did. You did. You got to meet everybody else. So that was awesome. And uh, uh, so, and um, that was what? What? Which? That was. Uh, which show was that again? Mad Monster Party. Mad Monster. That was party. a Mad Monster uh, Party in Charlotte. So that was in Charlotte. Which that is, was one of our favorite things. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, which is moving to South Car- uh, South Carolina next year because of all the b- bathroom stuff going on in Charlotte. Uh, mm. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. So, uh, you know, next year is going to be insane. We, everyone's going to be super confused oh, and boy. spinning around circles. 
Uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, so, uh, so that's really all I had. Uh, is there anything we're not talking about we should mention before? I was going to um, – uh, first of all, I do want to mention that at Drunk History Now for the East Coasters, it's already started here um, on Comedy Central. But Drunk History Tonight, because one of my favorite things all year was, of course, Hamilton in, in New York City. Technically, it dropped the year, last summer, but it was really hit its heights this year in popularity. It was everywhere. And Lynn it Manuel Miranda himself. $3 million dollars in one week. That boycott worked really well. <laughs> yeah, they oh, would have had $10 million. Dollars. To boycott a show that sold out into the middle of next year. I will you can't boycott tickets. a Broadway and show. A sold out Broadway tickets. show. I will take the tickets. Give them to Jesus. me. I will take the tickets. I still haven't the, seen Theater it, goers to, don't care uh, about conservative values. <laughs> Well, no, they don't. How yeah. many conservatives had tickets to Hamilton to begin with? Part of it, really. Exactly. One of my favorite things this year <laughs> was meeting a, a young man named Anthony Fiore, um at AwesomeCon this year, myself and Aaron. Aaron met him first and became, like, really, like, den mother to him immediately. And he was cosplaying <laughs> uh, Joffrey, and he also Joffrey. cosplayed King George from Hamilton. When when uh, the, the Hamilton cast addressed Mike Spence, uh, Mike Pence at the at the thing, and, and then Trump tw- tweeted about how theaters are a safe place, he wrote the most like "fuck you" I've ever seen because he's like, "Yeah, it's not a safe space for you, asshole." And you know, we know exactly why Anthony was mad at him about that. I, I I usually don't care about calling people names, even jerks of Trump, but this case he deserved it. I don't see how anybody expects him to be an effective leader if he picks fights with the theater and SNL. How is he right? ever supposed to run a country well, and, and uh, be diplomatic I, with other countries? I'm looking forward to looking Twitter forward. World War Three. actually. I think we'll have fewer casualties. I'm, I'm fully so forward to that. Don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to get in. I mean, I think it's all a misdirect to to get us focused yeah, on bullshit. Right. I, I really you're do right. think that. But um, but that's an old ploy. A lot of the plays they're doing is old school politics. We just forgot what it's like. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, that and there's a reason why things got changed over the years, and we had a, a you know. <laughs> so anyway. We won't go into that anymore because I, I have no idea what the world's going to take. It, 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 all this directly affects my job, and I actually am a little right. scared that I may not have one in the future, possibly. Um, so we'll see. Um, well, you guys maybe hold on. But, I'm on but a PR card, of, right? You guys know I'm on a PR card, now. right? A what? Card. Yeah. A PR yeah, card from have, president? This affects yeah, me a lot. Yeah, no, well, I have to kill we'll it. see what happens. There, there's a lot of things that he says that he can't do. All right, he absolutely yeah. can't yeah, do. Like, ban, like, 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 you can't ban the flag. I'm legal yeah. right now, so. But, well, the one, the one thing he does have control, unfortunately, is, and it is, like, Queen, he does directly affect my job and Queenie's livelihood. Um, he does have yes. power in those 
in those on uh, under those things. Other things that he's yelling about, Scary. like 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 burning flags. He, he can't do shit about that. He can't do shit about abortion except for defunding, but not much. Even with a congressional pass, it's going to be very hard yeah. to change any of those laws. Uh, you know, there's so much he can't do that he thinks he can. There's a lot of people that are going to be saying no, and it's just because he doesn't know the job. He doesn't. He doesn't know the job. Whether no. he thinks he realizes it or not, he doesn't know the job. He had no yeah. idea that he would have to hire 4,000 people in six weeks. He had no idea, you know. <laughs> but I don't who, know who was why it? He, had, he had two people over, <laughs> and he was asking them who he thought they should pick out. And, oh, God, it was like... <laughs> A couple of celebrities he had to dinner. It's like you're asking them about your cabinet. Well, are you I, insane? I don't think it's bad to ask other people. <laughs> not real world. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, like not every leader, a president has yeah, been a great Scott leader. Bale? You know, you're going to ask okay, Chachi well, for his input. Well, well, he is the boss. Who's the boss, right? Isn't he? No, not who's no, the boss? no, 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 no. No, no, no. He was Charles in charge. Well, I, Yes, oh, he was Charles in charge. He was he, not the if boss. If he was Tony Danza, then then maybe he would have. Oh yeah, no, no, Tony Danza, no. totally. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're not talking Tony Danza here. Come on. But who's the boss? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so, all right. So let's 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 not. I don't want to talk about politics anymore because I you know, all of that. Was, um, it's a cluster pocket no, bag. That's for John Oliver. Please come back soon, John Oliver. We need you more than ever. Yes, you know. yes, we need come you. back. Come back. I hate, oh, my God, I hate turning on any, I can't even turn on CNN anymore. I'm just like, fuck this nope. shit. It's so bullshit. It's not real. You have to listen to what they're saying and then sit there and decipher it and figure out what they actually mean or what's actually happening. Now, good thing is I live. I, I can. I have a small peek onto the inside of how government works because of my occupation, so I can read between the lines. But not everybody can, and it's not their fault. They're not being taught to. I mean, we had that whole one thing that was not a good thing about 2016 was all the fake news that was floating around Facebook that looked right? really real, really real. Um, you know, and it was coming from both sides, everybody, you know, yeah. you know, we always get our hoax death, you know, Ava Goya died for like five years before he actually died this year, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, yeah. you know, sometimes it's harmless, sometimes though, when you're saying things like the one that I wanted to bring up, and it has nothing to do with the election, it, it had to do everything to do with a pizza parlor, that was accused of being part of a, a baby, uh, like a sex trafficking thing, and up here in D.C. And, and it was started by a paper of you know that didn't like this, and it was completely fake. And of course, just having that out on the internet with the headline sent them into absolute like 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 death threats, and it was yeah. you know that it was completely fake. It was not real. And, you know, so that shit has to stop. That is so wrong. Amen. You know, you know, it, it, you say, that is straight up libel, you know. And when you start saying things like that, I mean, it's not funny anymore. It's nope. not like, you know, Hillary Clinton has alien babies. Fuck, okay, fine. Hillary Clinton has an alien baby. Trump's hands are the size of walnuts. Okay, that's funny too. But, you I, know. I think it's basically a KFC sport. 
you know, I, so that wasn't something I liked was was seeing all the fake news. And I, I I'm pretty good at so sometimes they catch me too, but I sometimes have to look through and you know check it because it looked pretty fucking real sometimes. Uh, so and it was only to make money. That's what's funny about it. The, the people that were doing this stuff had no ideology. They didn't give a fuck about politics or any of the stuff they were posting about. They were just that they got the money from the clicks and they were making bank. And they said there was like it was it wasn't even a hack from Russia. It was these guys in like some country in a room and they were just like, Well, let's make a lot of money doing fake ads on Facebook and it worked. So here yeah. we are. And, p- and people thought they were real and uh well, topsy turvy down. We're in the upside down, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> but haven't we always well, been? For, I've no, lived there no, my whole life really, personally. Yeah. Well, it's not upside down that I really – I mean, I've always had a foot into the darkness, but this is not the kind of road I wanted to go down, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, so let's go into some happier shit because it's the end of, the, of our run today. Um, there's a lot of fun things coming up, and I wanted to mention those before we go – because we do have a lot of things to look forward to in 2017. Once again, um, I wanted to uh, – I talked about the feminine critique, and I want to get them on the show. Uh, there's a new Power Rangers movie coming out, um, and a bunch yeah. of fun stuff. There's all sorts of fun stuff coming up in the early season. Uh, we're going to open our season um, at the end of January on on Oscar nomination day. That will be t- like the last Tuesday in January. That will be our, our first show of season three. Our final show will be the 13th of December, and that will be our Life Day Xmas. Rogue One episode, and we will talk about Star Wars, Christmas horror movies, and whatever the fuck we want to to wrap up this season of Sexy Witches. So stay tuned for that. But before that, I want to remind people that on December 1st, Rick Chuck has their holiday double feature live, Santa Conquers the Martians, and a Christmas shorts program. So uh, go see that. With Weird Al, that's right, you're Al Yankovic. Um, Spirited Away it gets a 15th anniversary drop on the 4th in, in dubbed and on the 5th in subtitles. And uh, so Fathom Events is also doing that. And if you've never seen, I got to see Spirited Away opening first run in, in downtown New York, um, right, in, right on Times Square. And it was really an amazing experience to see Spirited Away in the theater. It's the only Miyazaki I have. And um, everyone should see Miyazaki mm. in the theaters at least once. Actually, I take it back. Mm-hmm. I saw Nausicaa in the theater. Not Nausicaa. I saw um, Princess Mononoke in the theaters, too. Princess Mononoke. That was fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I think I saw that, that at Nan's Chinese. So that was pretty rad. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty good, too. So, um, oh, and Giovanni Rubin was down at the front. I saw him with a, with a kid. Yeah, I remember that. He looked rough. Krampus mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Knock is the fifth. Don't forget us uh, favorite <laughs> holiday of us horror geeks, Krampus. Yeah. Uh, not just the movie, but um, look for, there's Krampus parades all over the country. A lot of them Yay. are on the fifth, but there's also a few on the following weekend on the tenth, including Baltimore's. Baltimore's is really, really good. They do Christmas right in Baltimore. It's a lot of fun there. Um, look for events in your area. Queenie loves Krampus. I love mm-hmm. Krampus. I made a costume. You know, I made my own yes, Krampus costume. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I made yeah. the horse and everything. So, there, there's tutorials online um, from the Baltimore company that does the Krampus up here of how to do good horns. So look that Ooh. up on YouTube. It's pretty cool. Um, 
on the seventh, we're getting back into. We got actually a couple musicals coming in, ladies, sexy witches and and warlock. Because actually, Aaron, he's performed in musicals oh. as well. So oh, yeah. one of the only straight guys I've ever known to do that. Um, I actually, but, got, uh, you know. I actually <laughs> have some news for you guys. I have some news for you guys. My friends went to oh, the wait. American Murder Song, the American Murder Song uh, musical. And they actually met yeah. everybody who, you know, did repo and everything and told them about oh. my Halloween party or not my birthday party where I did the whole repo thing and showed pictures. Uh-huh. So you got to see pictures of me dressed up and they got things signed for me. And it says, God save the queen. Oh, it was beautiful. That's it was great. Wonderful. Oh. That's a great, that's a great story, Queenie. I didn't know. Thank you. Wonderful. So, so, um, great story. Makes me cry. Um, You mentioned musicals. Yeah, musicals. Well, and these aren't as nearly as good as that. Well, sort of Hairspray. I love Hairspray. It's a pretty fun musical. The live version is going to be on NBC on the 7th. And actually, I think it's going to do better than the Rocky Horror because it is live. But in the, uh, but the big, one of the Christmas films of the year comes out on the 9th. That is Ryan Reynolds with Amy Allen Adams in La La Land on the night. Theatrical pig. So a big old school musical takes place in L.A. So it's going to be a lot better than the Neon Demon because there'll be a lot more singing and dancing. So uh, check (laughs) out La La Land with Ryan Ryan Gosling, not Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling and Amy Adams. So much different. So Ryan Reynolds yeah, had a really different. good year. So they're very um, different also, people. Yes, very different people. But I used to not be able to tell them apart, honestly. But now I can't. So um, now on the 13th, folks, which is our next episode, also. Um, but if you don't listen to us, go see. And you can stream us later. Go see in the theaters. Fathom Events is having George Takei's play, Broadway play, The Allegiance, simulcasted across right. the United States. So, uh, and I think right now, because the internment camps was mentioned in a breath with the immigrant Muslim registration on in TV, which should have never happened. You know, it doesn't matter who he is. He shouldn't yeah. say that shit on television. Um, yeah. It might be more relevant than ever to see that play. So please, go see Allegiance and support George Takei. Um, and that's it, Sexy Witches. We are done. I wanted to thank y'all for coming on the show. We did amazingly well. Don't forget, thank you, Erin, uh, on the West Coast and my sexy warlock. Please go see La La Land and give us a review because I always want to know what you think of every, all musicals. And Erin Marie, Absolutely. too, especially Erin. Uh, uh, and then, of course, thank you, Bonnie, for calling from the north of in the cold north up there. And I hope to see you soon. Because uh, I, I, I've got to start planning my uh, press junkets down in the south and see if I can go back to Days of the Dead or, or Texas Frighteners or something like that. Yeah, I hope we can. We got to cross paths this year. That'll be awesome. And thanks for letting me hang out tonight. It was fun. It's always fun. Oh, so much fun. Bonnie, yeah. like I said, one of, one of my favorite things this year was asking you to be a regular correspondent on Sexy Witches for season oh, two. I knew I That's one knew. of my favorite things, uh, too. These are, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> favorite. Uh, 
You're my vamp I, I witch. You bring a lot of you bring a lot of energy to the show. Bite. You're... <laughs> <laughs> and of course, thank and of you, course, Aaron Marie in Virginia. For, and, and you did I, let me um, off the hook for Walker Stalker. <laughs> yes, I did let you off the hook for Walker Stalker because that show must go on. <laughs> that was but, so funny. But, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it's all good. And Aaron, of course, Aaron, Queenie. Aaron, Queenie. Aaron, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, team on my team this year. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was great. I loved having Queenie. Oh, and, and, and I want to congratulate <laughs> Newt White, sexy witch Newt White. Um, she reclaimed the throne this year. And yeah, won, won it a second yeah, time. She did. So congratulations to Newt. Uh, yeah, she was so she we're, was we're, completely uncatchable. So congratulations <laughs> to Newt, and congratulations Erin Marie. She won a poster this year. I'm gonna send her a poster. So <laughs> I'm really Woo! yay. So she won a poster too. And I wanted to thank Queenie for being with me through two seasons now. And thank you for, you have been one, an inspiration to me, sweetie. And I know this year is, it was a really hard one for you, but you're doing better. Trust me. You're doing, you're going to be good. You're going to be all right. Everything's going to work out. You've got, you've got love. You've got love. Thank you. I love you guys too. You've got love. So thank you. Thank you all folks. Oh, yes, group hug. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> group hug. Which hug? It's, yeah. a ghost, it's a ghost hug. You can't feel it. Group hug. Yeah, that's why you have to do Aww. group growly hug. We're getting molested by a bulldog. Sounds more right, like we gotta go. We're on our ten second bill. They're telling me I have to go, so we gotta go, what? ladies and bastards. gentlemen. Okay. I know. So, so our next episode is the thirteenth of December. So about four, not quite see four weeks from now, and we'll see. We'll do Rogue One and Christmas shit, and um, we're gonna leave you tonight with one of my most anticipated things of two thousand seventeen. I am going to see the band Max Sabbath. Opening for yes. Oakley Doakley's. Uh, yeah. So I'm pretty excited to do that. And I'm going to leave you tonight with their sing- oh, the Oakley Doakley single, if I can find it. I know it's here. <laughs> uh, White Wine Spritzer, which is a direct reference to something that he, uh, that um, uh, uh, Flanders that says Flanders. in an episode um, uh, when, he gets mar- when he gets drunk and gets married to a girl he doesn't know. And he's like, I'm going to have a White Wine Spritzer. And so they made a metal <laughs> song about it. So, so that's my nice. most anticipated concert for next year so here's looking forward to 2017 i want to say it can't get any worse but it probably will but if nothing else Ugh. there's still pop Don't culture and geekdom to keep us alive so good hunting ladies and sexy witches <laughs> and blessed will be have a good evening good night <laughs>